At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Today on the state of Ukraine, Ukrainian parents journey to Russia to get their children after months of separation. I'm Christine Arasmith. Thousands of Ukrainian children were taken to Russia or Russian-occupied territories since the beginning of the war. Many parents sent those kids voluntarily to get them out of war zones. Now, Kiev accuses Russia of using a system of summer camps and foster homes to indoctrinate and steal Ukrainian children. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley recently met a group of Ukrainian moms headed to Russia to get their kids. The group of around 25 mothers boards a bus in Kyiv, the start of a days-long journey through several countries to reach Russia. We're nervous but excited to hug our children again, says 46-year-old Irina Hirchenko from the Kharkiv region. Her two daughters went to a three-week camp in Russia seven months ago. Hirchenko explains how her 11- and 12-year-old ended up in Russia. Early in the war, her town, close to the Russian border, was occupied by Russian troops. There was an advertisement at the town education department for a chance to send your child to the seaside. These camps are well known from Soviet days. Another group had gone and returned with no problems, so we decided to send the girls. A single mother, Herchenko says she and her daughters did everything together. She tears up as she shows a video they made for her. Anastasia and Ksenia didn't come home as planned in September because Ukraine took their town back in the Kharkiv counteroffensive. She was now separated from her daughters by the front line. Communications were severed for a month. Hrachenko says her daughters have been treated well, but the response of a Russian official made her very nervous. He said, why are you in such a hurry? We know that Vavchansk has no gas or water. Why do you want to return the kids to such conditions? And I said, because it's been seven months and I haven't seen my children, I want them back. Ukrainian officials and human rights organizations allege Russia is using a system of coercion and force to take Ukrainian children and turn them into loyal Russian citizens. Mikola Kuleba is CEO of Save Ukraine, the charity organizing and funding these mothers' trip. He says Russia tells the world it's rescuing children from combat zones and Nazis. But it is a lie. These children are hostages. It is not evacuation. It is not salvation for these children. When you indoctrinate them, when you russify them, it is a war crime. The International Criminal Court agrees it has issued arrest warrants for President Vladimir Putin and another top official for the unlawful transfer and deportation of children. The Kiev Hotel, where the charity operates, buzzes with activity. Mothers who've already made the trip are allowed to recover here with their kids. 44-year-old Luda is from Kherson. 
Her town was also occupied in the first days of the war and was only freed in November. She sent her 16-year-old daughter, Nastya, to a seaside holiday camp in annexed Crimea in September. But when Ukraine retook the city two months later, Nastya couldn't come home. Luda says a camp official told her, if you want your daughter, come get her. She says she and Nastya began to panic. She told me, Mom, take me back soon, because they are going to resettle us over the Ural Mountains, and no one is going to return us. Luda and Nastya do not want to use their last name because Kherson is still an active battle zone. Nastya says there were stories of kids being mistreated, but she was treated fine. Still, she ached to come home. I was in a foreign city, a foreign country. I didn't know where I was. I was lost and scared, and I missed my mom. Eighteen-year-old Lisa has just returned from picking up her 14-year-old brother Kostya in Russia. Their mother died years ago and their father is sick. They don't want to share the family's last name either for similar reasons. She says she and her four sisters sent Kostya to a holiday camp in Russia while their town in the Kherson region was both occupied by Russian soldiers and shelled by Ukraine. The family briefly lost touch with Kostya but found him living with a Russian foster family. Kostya says he was treated well, but the family tried to persuade him to stay in Russia. They said when I'm 18, I'll get 30,000 rubles a month. You know, the good life. And if I return to Ukraine, I won't get anything. Lisa says it took her two days to convince her little brother to come back home with her. They offered him a flat and a salary, she says. He's only 14. Of course that impressed him. Lisa says despite that, in some way, she's grateful to the family for taking her brother in. If he'd been put in a Russian orphanage, she says, we may never have found him. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News, Kyiv. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back for more on the war and its impacts around the world. Think of all the things you can do in 10 minutes or less. Scroll through social media, check your bank balance, make a sandwich, or learn about the surprising economics behind all these things. The Indicator from Planet Money is a quick hit of insight into the economics of business, work, and everyday life. Every weekday in less than 10 minutes. Listen now to The Indicator podcast from NPR. Here and Now Anytime is a news podcast from NPR and WBUR that zigs when others zag. You've already heard the headlines, so go deeper on the stories that affect you with people who know what's up. Explore your world, learn something new, and make the news make sense with Here and Now Anytime. Available wherever you get your podcasts. It can be hard nowadays to find a space where we're able to listen to each other, where we can agree to disagree. It's why I'm proud of 1A, a show that's made for you and by you. We're not about snark. We're about dialogue. Join the discussion and me, your host, Jen White, by listening to the 1A podcast from WAMU and NPR.